What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 92 of the Flip Screen Games podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Messi, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. <sighs> so, just, I just, yeah, I just want to say before we start, Pete, thank you for your continued unwavering support of playstation steve <laughs> steve <sighs> you know i've been called a playstation fanboy in my day by some right <laughs> many times <laughs> i often contend that i'm not one i i love playstation i do right i love a lot of their first party games i get excited for their conferences i think historically they mm. have they have often brought the heat Sure would have been nice to see some first-party games today, that's for sure. But today, man, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I came this close to coming on in an Xbox shirt just to troll because I'm like, guys, I, I understand that, you know, when you overhype yourself, right, for an event like this, you, you, I, I often would argue you, you have no one to blame but yourself, right? PlayStation no, didn't, didn't, so didn't promise, case. right? But no. But in this case, come on, man, to come out and be this like, was... we have an uh, over an hour long showcase of, uh, about games for the PS5 and the PSVR 2 and to present it with all that pomp and circumstance and for it to come out like with a thud like this is I got to say, uh, this is the most disappointed I have ever been in a PlayStation showcase. I think this has got to be the worst. I mean, this is this is only the second one we've had for the PS5, right? Or maybe it's the third now. It's the third um, from the PS5 because remember there was the one that came yeah. out uh, in t launch year, and then there was mm -hmm. the one the last in one, 2021, where we, but we got... didn't get one last year, and the rumor was that it got delayed. Right? If this was what they were delaying it for, I don't think they had any any need to. So I want to I want to I want to come into a, a question here or a comment here. This one comes from your father over on our Discord who wrote in and said, disappointed with very little actual gameplay. Seems Sony has gone backwards with their presentations. And that's, that's exactly how it felt to me today. Because, you know, regardless of your feelings on, on the last two presentations, right? I feel like this is the first major Sony presentation, like, you know, state of plays notwithstanding, that I've walked away with very, very little to be excited about and yeah i the overall this you know um spider-man footage notwithstanding which of course we'll talk about at length and i'm very pleased about that so i'm glad to have something to hold on to uh i i this whole presentation really left me cold there was very little here uh that was was really exciting you know and and the and the pace did not work for me either so I, uh, oof, man, it is, it is a somber one here for me as a PlayStation fan. Not only that, you got your, well, your most insane prediction come mm. true. So insult salt right in that wound. Right? I know, I, you know, I, I, was, I was very happy when that happened. And I'm, I'm ready for you to bring your hat on the next episode, Pete. Maybe when Max is back, because I really want to see him. I really want no, him no, no, to no. witness he, he it. He can't as well. be around. He can't be around. <laughs> that guy, forget him. All right. He wants to. He wants to talk smack. Let, let let him get some points on the board. All right. Let him. Let him actually like be a competitor. We're one apiece right? now. We're all one apiece now. 
Max got the Forspoken less than 80. You've supposedly got the Summer Game Fest. Again, you, you keep saying supposedly E3. as yeah, if supposedly. exactly when we when we did the predictions and I said, if it doesn't happen, that counts. And y'all agreed. <laughs> it's worth two remember. points. So I'm winning. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know where, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, you know, I, I don't want to sully your real victory today with your imagined fake victories that you like to parade around. You, you, you called a home run. To, I don't know what they call that in <laughs> cricket, Steve. But you did the bit. You pointed. You it's smashed it right out of the park. Yeah. What did they, they call, call it in cricket? It's, it's, it's called a six. You got a six. You did it. Yeah. You called your six, bud. You did it. You did it. You nailed it. And I got to <laughs> give you props for that. So, you know, we're going to find the fun here, folks. All right? We're going to find the fun. And hopefully, if you are as disappointed as I was, you can at least laugh a little bit at, at my disappointment from, yeah. from this showcase. Well, I mean, I, I did find some things that I was excited about uh, to go away with. There were a couple of games that I was, I was really excited about. However, I'm yet to find a reason to turn my PlayStation 5 back on. It's been off since I played um horizon and it's not been turned back on since really and and that, you that, that horizon that DLC is because, good no i haven't but granted it's because it's like my secondary console i really play most yeah. of my games on xbox a lot of the games i was excited about are also coming to other platforms and they're also coming to pc where some of these i feel like will fit really well on like a handheld um i'm Maybe we'll talk about handheld in just a second. I was but... gonna say, speaking of handhelds, you want to kick right into <laughs> that one, man? Yeah, what a weird, what an absolute weird section that was. Like, before we get on to the Spider Man gameplay, here we're gonna I am, just announce this random piece of hardware. By the way, we have no details for you. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, and it looks so goofy. It look if someone showed me this, I'd be like, this is a Photoshop. This is someone's taken. Someone's cut a screen, they've cut a dual a dual sense in half, and they've shoved like a an eight inch Android tablet in the middle of it. That's a hundred percent what it looks like. It's the goofiest <laughs> looking thing I've ever seen. I do not understand this product. It's a streaming only device, seemingly, but it only streams from your PS5. So why would I bother with that when I can already do that on other devices? I mean, I guess maybe it depends on the price. Like, if they're charging like a hundred dollars for this thing, which they definitely won't be, then maybe. Mm, I mean, but you don't know that, right? And I, I don't think know that. But and like and I also think it's like sixty dollars. I, I do think the idea, though, of like well, I can do this on other devices is, I think, very like that's an us kind of centric opinion. You know, uh, most people do not own a Steam Deck, and I don't think most that... people own a smartphone, though. Yeah, but and streaming they to your smartphone to... is is not an analogous experience at all. Um, I I disagree. I would imagine this is just an Android tablet that's or or, or similar that allows you to stream from the using the same remote play protocol that you can use on anything. Yeah, Why but would that it, not but... be any different to streaming to an Android tablet and connecting like a dual sense to it? Because I I think it's a totally different experience. Having a dedicated device is different than having to have a tablet, right? Because again, are, are you a tablet owner, right? Like, do you already own a tablet, right? Then sure, right? Maybe you wouldn't buy this. But if you don't already own a tablet, are you going to invest in a high quality tablet that's really capable of like giving you the quality of gameplay experience that you're going to get on this dedicated device? And 
when you pack that, right, you have to pack a loose controller rather than something that's a dedicated mm -hmm. device that has the functionality that you expect with the DualSense. You know, I, I, I make the same argument now that I made about it when it was a rumor, right, where I think that there's a very niche specific use case where this works if the price is right. And I don't know that it will be, but... I don't think it will be based on Sony's pricing of other products recently. Mm, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think that that's, I think that's making a bolt a pretty big assumption based on like if those this is, products I that are that are premium more... products versus this, which is being marketed as an accessory. Yeah, like he, he called yeah. it that specifically. It's an accessory to the PS5. It's not a a, a console. It's not you know PlayStation VR two, right? Which is its own device. It is. Yeah, you know that's a platform, right? I'd be. I'm curious to see if it works outside the home. Like if they, if they if it can work outside the home and it's reliable outside the home and and I can use it on like a five G hotspot or in a a hotel or something, then maybe I could see a purpose for this because I did use my Vita in the same way. Like I sure. played PS4 right. remote play when I was in the office or whatever, and I would play a bunch of Skyrim that way. But I I don't know. For me, this is. I mean, this is definite no because I own a Steam Deck and I can just. I can remote play games to that anyway from my PS5. Right. Uh, I, I, it's just I struggle to see this being anything other than a very niche product for them. And they I seem agree. to keep putting out niche products. And I, I just it's bizarre to me. I, I think that's the thing, though, right? Is like I think if that's their expectation for it and it's priced that way, then that's not a problem. But uh, we don't know enough about it for that to be the case, right? I'm not sitting here saying, oh, this is definitely a good idea. It's more like, they have to tell us more about what the vision of it is, I think, before I can, like, fairly pass judgment that it's for no one, right? Because mm -hmm. not everybody wants to spend the price of a full console to get a Steam Deck to use it the way that we do, right? Or not everybody has a Vita where they can take advantage of remote play. And that's old technology that you'd have to then buy, you know, secondhand. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah, a whole... It doesn't even work with the PS5 at this point. So, like, with um... this, right, like... There is clearly a market of people that use remote play and that like remote play and want to take advantage of it. And if they can release this at a reasonable price point, as you said, right, like in that kind of maybe $100, $125 range. Um, if they can hit that, I think they're probably onto a winner. If, if it's much more than that, if you're going up to, say, $199, at that point, I make the argument you should spend another $100 and buy yourself Steam Deck. If it's, if it's coming up to like a $200 price point, yeah. Yeah. go and buy yourself a Steam Deck. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, but I th I think it's if it is under that and it's like, oh, like I think arguing to someone, oh yeah, just spend three hundred more dollars, two hundred mm -hmm. more dollars is different, you know? And and I could see like if I was a PlayStation first gamer and all I want to be able to do is when I'm on a plane on the Wi Fi system there, or when I'm on, you know, I'm I'm at a hotel or whatever, or I'm at my parents' house visiting or, you know, whatever. I can access my PlayStation library on the go. And, and as you said, if it works seamlessly, if it, if it does do those things in a way that is easy for the casual user, I think it, it, it could be something, right? It could be something that uh, speaks to that middle person, right? Who's more hardcore than the casual, but more casual than the very hardcore. And mm. I don't know if that's enough to support a device, but... What what are, what is their expectation, right? Is this a thing that they want 
10% of PlayStation 5 owners to adopt, yeah. then it just okay, seems maybe so, that's reasonable. It seems so reactionary to me. Like, it seems like a reactionary product. Like, oh, we've seen people using remote play on these other devices and over the fence at Microsoft. They're making that cloud gaming play. They've got these devices that they're teaming up with Logitech. We need something like that but we don't have a cloud gaming play ourselves really at the moment. So we're going to make it so you have to like have these games installed on your PS5. You could be right about that, that it is reactionary. But I also think that like that also to me, I wonder if that is a us centric point of view, because I would argue that PlayStation was doing remote play in this way before any of those people that you just described. They were, but they very much abandoned it. Like when the Vita went away, it was like, it's kind of no more. It took. I mean, it still works on an iPad, though, right? You could still do it on a tablet. Come, come to to mobile, though. Sure. I think it was only in the last couple of years that it it came to mobile. I'm pretty sure uh, Olaf from the community has commented uh, about how. He has a, a a tablet and brings his dual sense and does this on the road. Yeah, I so. know a bunch of people that do. I, I um, and and I know people get like a uh, a backbone for like a razor backbone right, for their right. their phones and things. But like even that, that right? They, they do that. That doesn't have adaptive triggers. Mm. So and like if if that that is close in price to what we're talking about in terms of the price point. So the idea that like that is worth it and this isn't, I think, is silly. No, like, but also, like I said, it depends on the price. Like, on the price this, this is $200. I also I have got one last question. What do you think this is called? Because I've got a good idea in mind of what they're going to call it. I mean, it better not be Project Q. I can't believe no. they should have just told us what it's called. Why would you reveal it? I don't it? think they know, know yet. So I silly. think they're going to call it the dual screen. Because everything seems to be, or something sense, like screen sense, or something stupid like that. Cloud sense. Oh, God. Yeah, I could hundred. It's not going to be cloud. So it might be like remote something, or they do the typical Sony thing of just like calling it what it is, like Sony PlayStation Remote Play handheld accessory or whatever. Because they do that with their some of their other products, like their headphones. <laughs> it's just like Sony one PlayStation wired headphones. Yeah, I think with this, you're going to want to have a hotter name. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, with the buds, I think it's better to not have a name, honestly. Like, I think it's like would be lame if they were like, oh, you know, like when they're like this, the Sony like super game boost heads, you know, it's like, <laughs> shut up. It's a headset. Shut up. You know, like they're earbuds. Yeah. I get it. They're PlayStation branded earbuds. Awesome. You know, um, but. I don't know. I- I'm fascinated by this thing because I it seems like such a weird idea. It really does. You know, but. I think the price point is going to be the, the thing, right? Because if like there are people that use the backbone and that believe in that technology and take advantage of it, I think this will undeniably offer a better oh. experience. I think the good, the good thing about getting a backbone and, and using it with your phone, as opposed to this device is I can use it with other things. I can play my, my Pokemon emulated games and I can play, I can or download like a, GameCube emulator and I can play Game Pass and I can use all of those things on that device. Personally, I still wouldn't do that because I find the experience of playing like, uh, quote unquote, you know, like real games, right? Like games that are not made for mobile devices on mobile devices with the rare exception of a Pokemon emulator or something like that that you can use a touchscreen for. I find it to be a completely miserable experience. That is Um, where so, so many people play Genshin Impact. Yeah, and but it's, like, I, it's huge, right? And, and, and I like, don't doubt that. But I think that there's a huge percentage of people that want to play games on the go and don't want to play that on their phone mm-hmm. because it drains your battery. You have notifications popping up. 
it, it's it's just the screen is not optimal for the like in terms of size or dimensions and all of those things like lead to a way substandard experience in my opinion and i think that there I'd are a lot to know of people what the battery life on this is because like the dual sense lasts for about two minutes and that's that's going to be a great question too right because again if it is supposed to be a mobile device it's going to have to be able to do that and, and i don't know right is, is it, it's not going to be enough if it's just like oh i can Stream it from downstairs where I have my PlayStation upstairs. Like, I don't know. Someone going to buy a dedicated device for that. I don't know. Maybe some people, but the hardest of the hardcore, but I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it all comes down to price point and overall experience. Because if it does provide a good low latency experience, that does feel seamless. And I think even if it's at 200, I think I could see it finding an audience. I think it's when you creep over that where it's totally ridiculous. And I think even at that price, it's going to have to be flawless. Yeah. And, and I, don't I don't know that it can this, I don't think this technology has ever been deemed flawless in, no. in any way. No. I could, I could see it that too, I could see it being above 200. A DualSense Edge is 209 pounds in the UK. And I could easily see them thinking that this is worth more than a DualSense Edge. And it probably is because it's got that big glossy touch screen that's probably high resolution. It is resolution. a nice looking screen. So I could easily see this being like a, a $250, $300 device. But we'll that seems so crazy though, right? To the, the idea that they would try to price it the same amount as like a Switch when it's like not a handheld device that you can use. I mean, again though, we don't know everything about it, right? If there is some way to play offline or something well, like the trailer, that the trailer said all games need to be installed on the playstation 5 it does um, say and that and it says and it excludes, excludes vr, VR games. 2 games yeah. yeah so i don't know that there is a way to play offline i think it does need to be installed on the ps5 and you kind of have to be connected to wi-fi in order to to play it and i i think i think you must be right right and in that case though i don't i don't see how you justify that price point i don't you know no. Yep, it's gonna be interesting. Very interesting. Are you gonna pick one up if it is the good price along with the PlayStation earbuds? Because I know you like your PlayStation headphones. I do like my PlayStation headphones. Um maybe, I don't know. Like I kind of wanna get a set of wireless earbuds because I'm really getting sick of like having to buy adapters and stuff because nobody wants to support headphone jacks anymore. Um that's become like a really annoying experience. So I'm at the point where I'm like kind of like I might as well acquiesce. Uh, and I think the I idea can't believe of, you haven't like I've had AirPods since like day one. I've moved on. To, I hate like, them. I just hate them. Stuff. Like I love them. I think it's a real. I don't. Bluetooth technology is generally not very good. It's it's like it's generally finicky, and I don't love that. So like the idea that like I used to just have a jack that had no problem with latency, yeah. and I could just plug it in, and it just works. That is what headphones are supposed to be. I mean, and they as like say an these are really file, low latency, right? I want it to be a, a perfect quality, mm. right? And like wired headphones are better than wireless headphones in terms of quality. So it's like, not only am I having a more annoying experience, I'm also sacrificing audio quality, which is something I find to be pretty annoying. Um, mm -hmm. But again, I have been thinking about biting. So if these come out similarly priced to these, where I thought the quality outweighed the, the price, I might consider it, you know, because um, I don't necessarily want to invest in a pair of AirPods or, or you know, um, or like something more high end just because the most high end wireless headphones are still not very good. 
So it's mm-hmm. to me, it's not worth the money. Um, I'd rather have something that's like budget but above average. You know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't think these would be like these would be considered budget. I think Sony usually make good audio products. They so. do. Yeah. So like you know, I think I can I, I could see myself maybe considering those. Um, mm. for sure. I think when it comes to the Project Q, uh, if it's very cheap. And like, there's some way for me to buy it as a curiosity and like use it for content. I could see myself doing that. Uh, yeah, just in like, terms of I my own personal it. use, I have a Steam Deck, so I don't know mm. that. I don't know that I need it. But again, the Dual Sense functionality is kind of cool. Like, that's a nice thing. Um, I don't know. I'd, we'll I'd love it to be. Um, I'd love it if it supported like HDMI out, and you could just like take this up and. And um and plug it into like another TV in your house or something. Ah, um, that I would definitely I could I could see myself considering that. And it's like a, like, like a secondary like streaming device to bring it around, yeah. But not having to buy a second PlayStation Five, you know? Yeah. But like looking look I'm looking over the uh, uh, Tom Henderson's reporting inside a game who broke the story like a few months ago. Yeah. Um and this and he says it it supports adaptive streaming. Uh, up to 1080p 60 frames per second but requires constant connectivity to the internet um and it says you know what we've seen it's a massive eight inch touch screen with <laughs> with a playstation 5 controller tacked on the side but also has volume button speaker and an audio jack but no no report of an hdmi or anything interesting one We'll have to wait for more, right? They said uh, we'll have more details soon. And uh, I, the rumor in, in Tom's original report was that it was going to release later this year. So I think the idea that we'll hear did more about it. Did they say when it was going to release? Or did they just say they, we're going to have did. more news? They said there would be more details soon. Um, but they, I don't mm-hmm. think they established a window for it. Um, looking at... Yeah, no, no, no. There's no mention of it. So, interesting one. I guess we'll see. Uh. I wish it was different. I wish I wish it was a, a a proper dedicated device rather than what this is. But I'm I'm I I'd be happy to be proven wrong, you know. Uh, so jumping into uh, speaking of like things that were rumored, right? That I feel like we already knew were coming when they actually happened. Um, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater remake has been confirmed right that's another leak this was another leak from inside a game i have a feeling he must have seen this presentation like ahead of time at this point yeah because there was a lot of stuff that that he leaked that was in here yeah or 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 just you know had had a source that was involved with putting it together and gave enough detail to you know to fill in the blanks for us because this was one of those things where like when it happened i was like man it's a shame that this was leaked Right, like if it wasn't so heavily rumored, that would have yeah. been such an insane moment, and I think it would have made this entire presentation feel more hype. And what well, do you remember the the Resident Evil remake that they did, the announcement for Ferrari Four? That that was crazy hype, and like everyone went mental for it. But yeah. even like Resident Evil Two remake, it was just like a rat going through like a um uh, like an air vent and stuff, like and no one knew it was coming. So yeah, yeah it was really exciting. That's that's like what you hope for, right? And it's like yeah. I think there are some reveals that like are not really hurt by rumors, right? Like, but this is one that it's like if all you have is a cinematic trailer that like the entire thing really has nothing to do with 
the actual like game or anything in a meaningful way like it is just kind of like there's ants then there's a bird and you know like it you know it, it's not until uh over a, a minute and 45 of nothing that we really get or no i'm sorry it's a little less than that it's, it's a minute and a half before you get the the snake moment and that's cool or whatever but it would have been really cool if we didn't kind of have the wind taken out of that sail already you know yeah no i'm i'm with you and you know i have no kind of nostalgia for this game i never played it the only metal gear solid game i ever played was number one on the ps1 i think this was on the ps2 um yeah this was uh i think this and two were both on ps2 right i think i think two was on ps1 but you might be right i'm not sure but I know they both got they both did, they, did this one get remade already or is this no I like believe this is the first time um there there may have okay. been like a, a slight HD kind of version of it or something like that but it's not like they're not they're, like what twin, snakes. twin snakes which was like a proper mm. remake right um I was correct Metal Gear Solid Two Sons of Liberty was on PlayStation Two so yeah I mean if you want to replay those like the originals they're coming in that master collection they're all coming back. Yeah, in yeah. August, which is cool because obviously they, they got delisted for some some rights issues that um I guess have been resolved. Uh so that's that's great. Um I don't know. I'm like I this is a weird one for me because I'm like you. I've never been a Metal Gear Solid guy. Um I was kind of too young for MGS when it came out, and then you know, I was I was too young for two and three really when they came out. Like I had an older friend that I watched play a little bit of three and everything. I watched my dad play number one, like with the that like exclamation mark sound when you're like, when <laughs> yeah. Looking. yeah. Um, so you know that's like all well and good. Uh, I I do kind of like feel like it's a gap, you know, for me, and I I kind of would like to uh to learn a little bit more about it and see if I can get into it, you know. Um, so the idea of like them making an MGS three that maybe like has some quality of life improvements and you know like a, a good auto save feature and so, you know some of that kind of stuff that you come to expect in more modern games, um, but you know can kind of keep that magic alive. Um, I'm open to that. You know, I'd like to, um, I'd like to have an inroad to that franchise. So mm. you know, how do you, you want to look about Konami? How do you feel about Konami doing it in ha- in house? This is the the team, or so the same company, Konami Digital Entertainment, that's making it behind um, E Football and the Yu Gi Oh card game. So, I I think I'm of the opinion that we can't really judge new like the current Konami um, too harshly until we kind of see a little bit more of what their intentions are because it seems like they are in a place where they want to, um, I think, kind of like rededicate themselves to gaming a little bit more um, than obviously a few years ago where we kind of saw them move away from console development and obviously, you know, all of the drama of what happened with Kojima and everything. Um the idea that they want to get back into this space and leverage their IP again in more interesting ways and in ways that are going to speak to, you know, gamers um, is not something that I think we can really know until we see what these first couple projects look like, right? Like we have this game being developed in house. We have, 
the Silent Hill 2 game being made with like I think it's Team Bloober, um, which is an outsourced project. Um, so it's like we have like a... three Silent Hill projects they've got on the go, and I don't I can't remember who else was. Yeah, there. yeah. I don't I don't quite remember what the other ones are. Um, but with that in mind, right, like I don't want to judge those these games that are coming up based on the fact that Konami moved out of game development for several years, right? Like if they are earnestly trying to come back, then okay, right? Like bring bring the sauce. Prove to me that that's your intention. And mm-hmm. you know, you'll they'll kill that doubt because that's all it takes to be back is a win, you know? So if this game comes out and it is the remake people have been asking for for as long as I've been covering video games, I think that they'll have a win on their hands. And then the the narrative will be Konami's back. You know, they just they just had that Castlevania DLC with Dead Cells. That was hot, right? There, there was the Castlevania show on Netflix a couple of years ago that ran for a long time. People like that. Like, people love Konami's IP. And, you know, the whole, like, Konami is this evil company that gave up on games so they can make pachinko machines and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't take a lot to change a narrative and that this konami is not that konami anymore right businesses change their priorities change so if they're back to give you know it all and put it all on the table and try to deliver high quality software then yeah right like the fans will get what they want and we'll move on from that so i i think that that's very realistic but i'll give them the benefit of the doubt if it gets me a new dancing stage hero mix that's all I want from Konami. Just give me Dancing Stage Hero Mix, a home edition, please. Give me a new, uh, a new Ghosts and Goblins. Mm. Okay, Konami, that's 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 what I need. Was Zombies Ain't Wait, My Neighbors? Wait, isn't that Capcom? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what Konami neighbors. makes. I was just trying to throw out a, a hipster <laughs> choice, you know. <laughs> so, all right, all right, Steve. Let's just let's do it. All right, let's yeah. address the elephant in the room. <laughs> Bungie <laughs> has announced their new game, and it's Marathon. It is Marathon, yeah. Which is a uh, sci-fi PvP you? extraction shooter. It is a, 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 you know, a revival of the only other IP that they've ever made besides Halo or Destiny. And <laughs> Steve called it. He called it. I know. I'm so, I'm so excited when it happened. Um it's it's not at all like the original marathon. The original marathon was like Doom. This is obviously not like Doom, um, but it's 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 seemingly set in the same universe, and it's like a revival of that that universe. It was a precursor to Halo, um, only available on the Mac and the Bandai Pippin, which I want to get hold of one day and do a video about. But they're very very expensive, uh, and probably all of the discs have got disc rot. Uh, but I was excited by this. I thought it looked really cool, and I like I like Bungie. I like the games that they've made. I actually was really excited about the the Destiny Two announcement as well, which I never thought I would ever be excited about a Destiny Two announcement again, but I was somehow. I don't I don't care about this. I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll wait and see because I don't know, right? Like the the it being PvP. You know, I want to be open to that because I love Halo and I love Bungie's gameplay and their gunplay is, I think, really unmatched, right? Like, I, I love the way, the feel of their games, um, but Destiny could not be less for me. 
And that's been their identity for 10 years. So like for me, it's been since Halo Reach that Bungie has made something that's connected with me on any level. So mm. I don't want to be like, yeah, like I'm so excited. I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to be excited for this. Show me some gameplay. Let me know what the moment to moment looks like and feels like. Is there an overarching I mean, world like and Six, loot and all that kind of junk I have to deal with? In which case, I'm out. I'm not doing any of that junk. I'm just not. If it is yeah. a matchmaking PvP shooter like Halo, then I'm in. No, I think it's going to be like um, Escape from Tarkov or Rainbow Six, those kind of games. And I, and I know it's not going to be for me because of that, but I love the style of this. I love the look of it. I thought it looked so cool. You don't care. Um, you just you just wanted your prediction points. And, and I'm very, very happy that my prediction came true. I finally got a point on the board, which is, it, is buddy. very, very nice. Yeah. We'll have to check in on those after Summer Game Fest and see how we're making yeah. it. Out. See where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not a Destiny 2 guy. So if you want to have your piece about Destiny, do that. So I, before I get to ramble about Spider Man, insane. Absolutely insane. Cade is back. He died like in 2018. Spoilers. And like everyone knows at this point, and disappeared. And like he's back. Nathan Fillion is back voicing Cade in the trailer. No idea what it's all about. Said said it about said something about the final shape. We're gonna have to wait and see on August twenty third when they've got a Destiny two showcase. Um, and they'll reveal everything about it. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, everyone was very 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 excited about Cade. He was like a beloved character. Everyone loves Nathan Fillion, so he's very funny. Well, that's great. I'm glad. You know, uh, like I said, Destiny has never really been my thing, but um, I am friends with many Destiny fans. So I, I'm, I hope, uh, I hope y'all are happy for. Uh, yeah, everyone's gonna go mental about about Cave. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, all right, Steve. Now, now I'm excited. This was this was where they saved it for me. We get to the very end of the tail end of this this nightmare of a showcase, and we got a live, oh, nearly eleven minutes. Of Spider-Man, about ten minutes of Spider-Man, mm. um, and and I gotta say, very very pleased, very pleased with what I saw. Um, I I don't know where to start, so I almost just want to. So what Steve did for this showcase, right? He was taking notes in real time. We kind of we had that's the bones of our document here, and <laughs> Steve wrote, "Okay, Pete, fill me in. Who is this guy in the jungle?" Yeah, I I thought I was watching like a fucking Rambo trailer to begin with because they didn't on the actual thing. They didn't show that it was Insomniac Games and Marvel and any of that stuff at the beginning. It just went into this dude in a fucking jungle who's like talking about stuff and following someone around. And then all of a sudden is like, oh, we should maybe go to New York instead. So, Steve, there's loads of Spider-Man around. I want to embarrass myself just a little bit uh, with regard to that. So I was so salty at this point in the showcase. I was like, Jesus, this has been <laughs> miserable. They're, you know, they, they had this haphazard, oh, yeah, here's this handheld, whatever. We'll talk about it later. Here's our last game. And they show me this man, right? And I was like, who is this man in this jungle? What the fuck? They're not even showing Spider-Man? <laughs> and I, I said that until I saw, the, I heard the, the voice, and I was like, okay. It's Craven. It's Craven is his name, Steve. Craven the Hunter. Well, of course. Right. So okay. Craven the Hunter, classic Spider-Man villain, right? And the long story short, I mean, you got his, this is his origin right here, right? He is the world's greatest hunter. He's hunted, you know, big game, and he fights, like, with bare hands, basically. He doesn't use guns or anything like that. 
You know, he uh, is very, very just wants to be challenged as as a, you know, a physical specimen. Right. And wants to have that like really true fight for survival. That's kind of his whole thing. And he comes to New York to hunt Spider-Man uh, because at that point, this is during the the age where, you know, Spider-Man's a menace. You know, the, the cops are after him all the time. You know, he's does hated. He, does he know there's multiple Spider-Man? Uh, I mean, well, in, in the comics, right? Like, his introduction is about, I don't know, 60 years, 70, not 70, but 50 years before Miles Morales' creation, right? So uh, quite a bit of time before that, so no. Uh, but in this, if you look, and I, I've shown the footage right now for the kids on YouTube, um, when his, his one of his, you know, subordinates... It shows, it shows multiple Spider-Man on the it map. It shows on the both here and Miles on the map. Yeah. It's like, it shows Black Cat, it shows, you know, a, uh, Prowler and a bunch of the other, you know, supervillains and stuff like that. Um, but it shows both Peter and Miles on the map. And it looked like it showed another borough like a, a new part of the map that we didn't see in the the first game so that's kind of interesting was queens and was queens in the first game yes it was wasn't it yeah yeah um so pretty interesting right um yeah. pretty pretty so like, pretty soaked about that so, so like so, a weird black suit with like the tentacles coming out of it and i was like what is this what's going on oh man it's it's so you're at, you're just utter lack of knowledge is so like delightful to be in this way because <laughs> you know like it it's so like you're just like oh what's happening right and uh, you know for me it's this you know it's a reveal uh so right um the two big villains that we're focusing on in this game are craven the hunter and venom right so venom his whole thing is uh, the, the the black goop that you're seeing, right, uh, is a alien symbiote, right, that uh, Peter got added to his suit while he was out in space during a, uh, a big Marvel event, right? It, the context is not important. He comes okay. back to Earth, and he keeps the suit, right, and he doesn't realize that it's alive when he gets it. He only finds out that it's an alien um, once it, it starts altering his personality. And you can see in this gameplay, right? Like even from the first fight, his voice is like deep and he's aggressive and he's like, uh, you know, being more violent than he normally is. And then it's obviously that is confirmed by Miles' reaction to how he's behaving right throughout. Mm. So, you know, for me, right, as a, a seasoned fan here, it seems pretty clear, I think, what's Is he going to turn into Venom? Is that what's going to happen? I think what's going to happen, right, is that the the kind of overall arc of of the story right of Spider-Man 2 to me seems to be Craven shows up right and he starts hunting all of the superpowered folks in New York right um i believe that peter's going to get the symbiote from uh harry right harry osborn uh the son of uh norman osborn who was the mayor in the first game he's the green goblin historically um they mm, I, the, yeah i remember him from the, from the 2000s movie you do, of course, Willem Dafoe. I do. Yeah. Um, he's something of a scientist himself. <laughs> and uh, so that that character, right, um, was shown at the end of the previous game. Uh, spoilers for the end of Spider-Man 2018. You had your chance. So it was shown that he is trying to heal his son, Harry. That Harry is sick and is has like a terminal illness. And he's trying to uh, heal him with this symbiote. Uh, in the Ultimate Comics line, um, the symbiote isn't an alien, and it is something that was created by 
um i think it was peter's father is the one who made it yeah uh and his, his mother and father are both scientists i think they created it together and they were making it to try to like create a cure for cancer and instead they create this sentient thing that you know lives on people and it's 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 a symbiote right so it needs to have a host to survive and yeah. it gives them all the powers that you know you're seeing spider-man have in this footage um so like i think what's going to happen is you know act one is craven comes to town peter stops harry who's like possessed by the symbiote or whatever and gets it on him and then that's how he gets it and he turns into venom more or less right or, or starts turning and goes uh you know it, it, they him and miles have kind of a breakup because miles is like what are you doing man like you're changing whatever peter clearly is getting changed by the suit miles will have to help him you know get freed from that and then the two of them will go face venom probably in the third act of the the game it's kind of you know what i'm thinking right now based on what we've seen um which for me I mean, I'm through the roof excited about about this from like a story perspective and like getting these characters, but just seeing the footage was what I thought was so exciting. Like the changes to the the combat, like how different Peter uh, fights with the symbiote versus oh, you know yeah, yeah. how like, he did in the last game. It's totally different, you know. And like Miles has all these new powers from you know what we saw in the Miles Morales game as well as all the stuff that we already knew. So you will still have that ability to have like the more traditional gameplay from the first game, as well as some fresh stuff being able to like switch back and forth between them on missions, but like having it be a prompted thing, not like a, Oh, like I'm just, you randomly play as whoever, right? Like that is something that I was happy to see because I didn't want it to be more like grand theft auto three, where I'm just deciding that on the fly. I kind of want the game to, to dictate that for me. Right. And like, I want that to be, insomniac's choice not my choice um so that i don't have that like oh who should i'd I... love to be able to like pick at a certain point though and like I think choose once you which avenue and which route you want to go down like i'm going to go down like a miles morales play i'm going to go down a peter parker play and like i'd love if you could replay it right and you can see how it would have played out if you picked the other side at a certain point in the same way that you can like replay resident evil 2 and you either play as leon or you play as claire yeah, I mean, I can see that being interesting in terms of, like, where we see them break up in the story and there being, like, different activities. But I feel like just the way this story is being told is, like, it's it's not two individual stories. It's yeah. one, right? And I I don't – I I would rather it be that than it being, like, two kind of half-baked experiences, you know? Because um, that was something I was a little concerned about is, like, how is this going to feel – moment to moment and how are they going to give both characters their moment and their space and you know not have it feel like crowded or like one of them is sidelined or you know like miles seems as involved as i wanted him to be right where it's like okay you're you're, you're switching back and forth between them a lot during like main missions anyway you know and i imagine peter will probably have his own set of side missions miles will, ha miles will have his own set of side missions and you can compete, complete them based on where you are in the story. Because I'm imagining in the beginning, you'll probably play as both of them. Then you'll probably just play as Miles. And then you'll probably play as, you know, both of them again. And so, and I'm imagining maybe like when the game's over and you're cleaning things up, you can switch as, as much as you want, right? And like, I'll go clean up the Peter stuff. I'll go clean up the Miles stuff. Um, we'll see though. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looked, it looked great. I mean, it looked like more 
more of the same, but then like a lot more on top of that. And I think that's what what people people want. Yeah, like some I, meaningful I, I innovation. Yeah, like hundred percent. Like the way the way Peter Parker goes around in this black suit, I was surprised. I, I had no idea what it was. So it's nice to to be filled in on some some Marvel. Yeah, me giving you just like the, <laughs> the like as quick of a breakdown as I can, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I'm very jazzed about this because like the first fight where you see it and he just starts moving like the symbiote, I was like, oh boy, like it's just so different, right? It's such a different uh, fighting style, right? Than like what you're used to and like how Spider-Man normally moves, right? It's more about like, being quick and nimble not like mm-hmm. these big heavy hits and things like that you know which i think is is cool it's gonna have some real diversity of gameplay in a way that i wasn't necessarily expecting um even thinking he probably would get the suit you know at some point i wonder when he gets the suit like where do you think this this slice was from in the game i have a feeling it's pretty early on i feel like this is either the very beginning of the game or it's like the end of the the like either the end of the first act or the end of the like prologue you know like it feels very early in the game but i also feel like i well I the way like they, they were like flying see... that helicopter in it, and it was like six months later it felt like that was we're, yeah we're like coming in right at the beginning like that's this a good is point the, kind of right at the beginning of the story yeah no you could be right you could be right about that i guess it's just like i feel like i I feel like him getting the symbiote feels like a thing that we would see during the game, but maybe not. And maybe it will just be a thing that happened in between and, you know, they'll, they'll catch us up on it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe there is like a, a, a prologue that you get and he gets the suit and you see him getting the suit and that's like how that happens. And then it goes into like act one of this hunter dude. What's his name? Craven. Craven. Craven comes in, comes into town and, and stuff like, does Miles know he has the suit, like, and how he got the suit, and this it, and the other? Do we know? I, I don't think so, based on the dialogue, because when Peter shows up in the suit and it does the tendril thing, he he makes a comment. He's like, "Well, man, like new threads, you know." Like he he comments on it being a new suit, and then at the end of the trailer or of of this slice that we saw, right? Um, Miles is talking to his his friend Genki, and Genki's like. He's is he usually like this or he's not usually like this, right? And then Miles is like, no, he's never like this, right? So like he doesn't, he clearly doesn't understand what's happening. He just knows that something's up, you know? Yeah, like the texture on that suit is phenomenal. Like even the way his eyes are different, yeah, it's like oh, so cool. Yeah, and, and it, you get that sense of it like moving, you know? Yeah, and it feels like a bad thing. Like when I saw, I I was like, this doesn't feel like a good thing that's happening. Yeah, and like, and again, right? Like you hear it in his voice right away when he's talking, and like the way that he's like acting, like you know, like the thing he says to Miles at the end, he's like, no, like he's mine, like you know. Oh, and he's like, oh, like he's got pretty big teeth. He's like, yeah, I do too, right? And it's like that's not that's not Spider Man, right? That's not Peter. That's not how he talks. That's not Mm -hmm. how he thinks. And yeah, like I'm very excited to see this story play out. And have it play out in like a way it never has before because it never takes place with Miles in the picture. So the idea of like they can take Peter to a darker place and have him like get really like fucked up and lost in it, and then have Miles have to like pull him out of it rather than like doing it himself, which is what he does originally. 
Um, very interesting. And I'm interested in who the symbiote is going to attach itself to after Peter gets rid of it. Because in the in the comics, it historically attaches to this guy, Eddie Brock, who's like a rival of his. Um, so there's like this mirrored, like uh, the, the symbiote hates Spider-Man because Spider-Man abandoned it. And uh, Eddie hates Peter because he ruined his professional life. Right. So like, oh. and it's them coming together that makes Venom. And it's like the two of them, their hate feeding off each other and like having that very kind of specific vendetta. And like the whole character goes through this arc of like becoming an anti-hero because like really he's not evil. They just hate Spider-Man, you know, and it's it's like, you know, there's there's a lot there that gets played for personal drama. And I feel like the first game did a pretty good job of making the struggles personal, right? Like the main villain of that game, uh, without spoiling it, is somebody that Peter has a connection to, right? And um there are like losses that happen that are very, you know, like the both Peter and Miles have lost somebody very close to them just through what's happened in the games and stuff like that. Right. So like we know people can die. We know that it can go to some of those kind of extreme places. And I'm excited to see how they're going to take advantage of the symbiote, not just from like a gameplay perspective, but from a story perspective. And, you know, how do you, give me all these powers and then take them away in a way that feels satisfying. Right. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I trust it doesn't ever do feel satisfying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. Do you, uh, one thing, question I've got, and I was surprised by it. We didn't get a solid release day. I thought we were going to get that day today of it's coming out on this date. Yeah. You know, it's still full 2023. Very what do you surprised make by that. And I wonder if that's just because they want to give them as much wiggle room as possible because they are confident it will hit the fall. But it's like, is it ready for September? Do you want it in November? Right. Like maybe that's has more to do with them, like feeling out the release calendar, because I mean, historically, Insomniac does not delay games. Right. They ship and they ship well and they're on time and they're good. So, like, I trust them when they say it's coming in the fall. I do. The game looks done. Right. Like that's that was a huge slice of it. And it looks great. But Cyberpunk looked done. From the slice, yeah, of the show, but right? yeah, fair, but uh, I don't it's think this different. Is... It's a it's different, different. Like it's a whole different ballpark because yeah, I I believe that Insomniac can do it, and they've and also never like it's not as, it's not as vast, right? It's it's a it's linear. It's a it's a story driven game. They've delivered us uh the original a full game's worth of DLC and a spin off game that were all good, and it's kind of like I feel like you guys got it. Right? Like, I'm pretty confident this game's going to come out on time and it's going to be good. Yeah. And if it gets delayed, it gets delayed, right? Like, I, you know, I'd rather them delay it and have it come out and, and hit than not. Me too, but would that... That would really seal the deal on a pretty mid-year for PlayStation. I think it would... I think I'd call it worse... Lower than mid, probably. Um, yeah. But it's more like... They're so <laughs> successful back to the last, that it doesn't matter. But going back to last week's conversation, I think that puts them in third place, really, for me. Like they've they've released they've released a DLC and a and a VR headset that's not really been well received. And... I think I would agree with you in terms of like hype announcements and like fan reaction. But I think like they just had a we can't talk about it this week because we're so dialed in on this event. But uh, they just had a they just had a. a, a a thing where they talk to shareholders and everything right and they're like the ps5 is on track to outpace the ps4 in terms of like all of the significant metrics um that are you know like 
active players and all that stuff. Like the transition is successful. The thing's selling better than ever. So like, yeah. it would be a bad year for them in terms of like, you know, mind share, but also like you made the comment about the third party stuff. Most people have a PlayStation and play their shit there. So even yep. though like Jedi or whatever is somewhere else, they don't have an Xbox. They don't care. So yeah, but Final Fantasy 16. Sam, and that's going to come out too. Good yeah. point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that one. So like, I think it would, you know, it and would, that one's, that one's coming out next month, right? June 22nd. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, really close. It would be a massive blow for it to not come out, but I think it would be a worse look for it to not be polished and up to well, expectations. Especially after they released the last of us part one on PC. Mm-hmm. If they release another game, that's a mess. You've got to be asking what the hell's going on over there. Yeah, Are they even right. doing QA at that point? So I think I think looking at this, I'm confident they'll hit fall 2023, but fall is a big window. And like if they need another six weeks to really like polish it up and it's like, or, or another big game is going to launch at that time. And they don't, you know, like again, like Starfield is coming in September. Maybe they're like, do we really want to? Yeah, maybe they're like, well, let's see if people like it next month. And if we think it's not very good, then we'll release it in September. <laughs> And like that, that could gen genuinely be part of the like game that they're playing right now is like, where is strategically this a good spot? And if Starfield's direct next month looks incredible, it's like, right, do we really want to? Or do they release it, it alongside Project Q? If that is rumored for later this year, that maybe that's true. like, well, we do a bundle and you can play Spider Man in bed, and you know, it's that's how they get me, man. You. Give me a, give me a, a one of those with a Spider Man logo on the back. I forget about it. I'll buy it then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't had any like the branded plates yet. Like I, I thought we would have no. had some of like the branded like Spider Man ones. Or I was hoping like, they were going to show ones. one today. I was like, oh, like mm. you know, like oh, like pre-order the Venom faceplate or whatever, and it's like the same logo as I have on my PS4 Pro, Pro but it's the it's the black suit instead. Like that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, it oh would well. be really cool. Anyway, uh, so that's all the that's all the really good stuff. So we're we're gonna get into some more some more of the nitty gritty, and then I want to also uh, answer a, a I think a very important question that you've posed here, Steve, uh, on the back half. But before we do that. Let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of May. They're, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snackago, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Flip Screen Games. You're all the real still the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to go show your support just like they did, head over to FlipScreen.Games. That's our website where you can find links to our Patreon, our Discord, our email address. However you want to get involved or get in touch, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast. So here's the thing, Steve. We got a lot of other announcements here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be honest with you. I'm not that excited to talk about most of them. So I think I would like to, I would like to kind of rapid fire through this section so that we can save uh, some no, there's space. A bunch of, there's a bunch of crap here. Let's just be real. You know, what, what the actual fuck was Square Enix doing with their soap Splatoon ripoff foam stars. Like seriously, what that is that? Looked, that looked rough. That looked <laughs> rough. And I gotta <laughs> say, like the uh, the opening, I it's not no disrespect to Fair Games. Like obviously Jade Raymond is new studio Haven and everything. Like there's talent there. Um, I I just feel like 
I don't want cinematic trailer. I don't want to see cinematic trailers for multiplayer games. Like that's not interesting. Like I, I only think you can get away with a cinematic trailer if it's for a like first person or not first person, sorry. Um like a single player story driven game where you're trying to like sell people on the world and and the vibe and the style. To me I'm just like okay, what is this? Is this a watchdog style single player game? Is this a hero based shooter? Is this a it know, looks like someone took GTA five the heist, the online thing that they did, and they were like, That's a really cool concept. Let's make payday. That an entire game. Yeah. Same vibe. You know, and it's like it, that's fine. That's not there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just like the fact that I walked away from that trailer being like the only significant thing I can say about this is that it's from Jade Raymond's studio, and I know that there's talent there, so I want to be like, hey, cool. But like this yeah, is not the same how you thing, show like, off this kind of game. It just she isn't. put nothing out over at Stadia. Literally nothing got released. So she's there's a lot to be there's a lot to be seen for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put that on. No, oh, that's not on her. That's no, on that's Stadia, on, right? That's um, on Stadia for sure. <laughs> um, but again, right? It's like, you know, she helped create Watch Dogs. So when I look at this, and I'm like, is this like Watch Dogs, or is this? I was hoping it was like Watch Dogs, shooter. and then it was. I think yeah, it's a multiplayer thing, and I'm, I don't want that. That's what I think, but we don't know that, right? And maybe, mm. maybe, maybe we're missing. You know, the, the, we were recording this literally seconds after this thing ended. So there could be a press release. There could be updated information. But again, that's that's a bad trailer. If I have to walk away from this being like, I don't really know what I saw. But that wasn't just this trailer. That was like across the board. There was a bunch of trailers like that. So many like, of them I don't like know that. what this is. Like, okay, please explain more. Please show me gameplay. Yeah, 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 and I, I think there was a lot of that, which I was, I was definitely dis- disappointed by. Um, but I will say the next game that they showed was the opposite of that. Helldivers two, that's good, right? Helldivers so, is an IP that second, has. Um, Bef- what's up? There's a there's a post just to cap off fair games. There's a post over on um, oh, yeah, okay. the PlayStation blog. It's a competitive heist experience, apparently. So my right. guess is you team up and it's like multi it's a p is a new type of PvP game with emergent sandbox gameplay apparently. Uh no thanks. And I know that that's like uh, Sony's big push now is going to be these kinds of games but like that does not speak to me man. Um you know I thought uh the Helldivers 2 trailer I thought was really good. Um, I think it had a lot of personality and Helldivers is a, the original Helldivers is a game that has a big lineage on PlayStation. Um, definitely beloved by, you know, a, a niche segment of the audience, but still, you know, a significant amount, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a game that's remembered fondly. And I think that this looks cool. Like it looks like a good action, you know, shoot 'em up type experience, which is what the original was. and. You know, it's a new perspective. I think it's in a style of game that's probably a little bit more mainstream. So this is cool. Um, it's not through the roof cool for me, but for a, a good segment of the PlayStation audience, I'm sure that there, that it is. Um, I'm I'm excited to try it. I liked the original Helldivers. It wasn't one of my favorite games of all time, but I have some really good memories of it on the Vita. 
Yeah, I don't think I ever played. I never played Hell's Eyes. It's fun, but it was more of like a top-down kind of experience before. Um, so this is like quite a bit different. But you know, I'm open to it. Damn, nothing for you, huh? Left you cold, Steve. Sorry, I was looking to see if Helldivers has also come to other platforms, and I can't find any information. I, I have a feeling it is. Um, and it's, that's, that seems it's coming to, be... to PC. Yeah. So I, and I, I don't know if there was, there was many other uh, exclusives um, really announced, because I know the next one is in Immortals of Avium. It's uh, EA Originals. It's, it's yeah. coming to other platforms coming July 20, uh, 2023, so in like two months' time. That one left um, me pretty cold. Yeah, I was like, oh, look, more magic arms and fights and things. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. The next one, Ghost Runner uh, 2, that one I thought looked cool. I don't know that it's for me, but I was like, this looks like a stylish game that's got, like, good action. I, you know, I, I could see the appeal of this one for sure. Yeah, I never played the original Ghost Runner. I know it's over on, um, on Game Pass now, and I've been meaning to, to check it out for a while. Um, had like real cyberpunk vibes vibes to it when it first yeah. released, and and I, I I really liked the look of it. It just wasn't something that I ever I ever um, got into. It kind of looks like it's like Mirror's Edge with swords and motorbikes, and I'm running and I'm attacking yeah. people. It's yeah, like, it's like you know, that kind of that idea. It, and, it almost reminds me of what was it, Neon White? Right? Was that one from last year? Yeah, it's like almost that kind of you know like slick action game, and you're trying to get through in the most efficient way possible, and all that kind of cool stuff. Definitely a good vibe to it. You know, I, I not one that I'm sure I'll, I'll I'll jump for, but you know, one I could see getting buzz for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phantom Blade Zero, I think similar for me, right? Where I was like, okay, like this looks like a good game, even if it's not my vibe, which I'm not sure that it's not. But you know, it's it's, it's like not for me. I, I don't like slash action, dark Japanese samurai you know setting or japanese inspired setting because it's like fantasy um lots of like parkour and stuff like that it looks it looks cool it looks it looks like a a competent action game for sure right you can you can see from my notes my like thought process i was like is this a souls like game and then like there was like oh no it's more like devil may cry or is it an action adventure game and i was like oh there's swords and like running up walls i was like it's kind of looks cool but probably not for me this would be like uh, if it was on Game Pass, I'd try it kind of deal, but yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to to pick it up unless it gets like eight, nine out of ten. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, next up was Sword of the Sea, which is the next game from uh the team. I I, I forget the name of the team. It's like uh, it's Giant Squid, right? I think it's the developer, and it's it's the it's one of the creators of Journey who broke off from that game studio and then like they worked on Abzu and then they did, um, was it some crud? They had another game that I'm, that I'm blanking on, but, um, it's that team. It's the, Abzu the pathless, team. I think the pathless pathless. That was yeah. it. Right. Um, and like, obviously both of those games, you know, pretty well received pathless, I think especially was pretty, was pretty well received. Um, and you know, it's another game in that style, right? It's, it's got like, uh, this character who rides a, a like a hovering blade as kind of like a skateboard, and um, you know you're kind of like you know, or I guess a snowboard, and you're like gliding over all of these sand dunes and these desert environments that feel reminiscent of Journey, and then there's the sea segments where like 
you're seemingly in water. Um, so yeah, you know, taking taking the two aesthetics that uh that they're best known for and then adding in the kind of like, you know, glidey, ridey movement of the pathless. This feels like a culmination of all the things that this studio is known for in kind of an interesting way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I, I've always liked these these kind of games. Like Journey was was great, and it's it's always fun to to jump into another one. Yeah, I'm sure this one will find an audience, right? This this is, I think, one of the one of the bigger, you know, um, indie announcements of, of this mm-hmm. one for sure. That was a cool a cool one. Uh, speaking of which, we got a trailer for the Talos Principle too, right? Uh, obviously, the original Talos Principle, another really well received, you know, first person. Okay environmental puzzler uh, which i know you're a big fan of um yeah like i was like oh my god is this talos principle too and i was like it can't be like it looks too big it's just like it's just like a massive game and i was like no it is the talos like there's those weird little things and like the person i was like oh this is so good i'm so so excited about this this, this for me was one of the ones i was like you know i've gone away and i'm really excited about it but i've gone and wishlisted it on steam because i'm gonna yeah. play on my steam deck <laughs> it's nice. not something that i'm excited about to play on playstation sure sure Still, still good, good announcement for the the sake of the presentation. Yeah. Uh, so then we got to look at Neva or maybe Neva, which is uh, from the creators of Gree, who are uh, Nomada Nomada Studio, as I believe how you say that. And um, this one really grabbed my attention. I Gree did not particular speak particularly speak to me on a um a, a, a feel level, um, but it was obviously a pretty game. But this one. The I got really invested in in the story, right? The the short, the very short bit and of story animals, that, eh? that they provide. Yeah, I mean, come on, right? It's uh, <laughs> it's like this this lady who's got a magic sword and pink hair, and she's got these cool wolf deer, you know, animal companions. And I mean, that's you're checking a lot of boxes for me right there, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like yeah, cool. Like that's this seems like a a weird sad platformer you know kind of yeah okay i'm in like that's cool uh this this was one of the this is one of the ones that had the uh biggest reaction from me during the show or like i perked yeah. up and paid attention to this one you uh, know that one and also revenant hill um which was from the the people behind night in the woods the glory society i was yeah. really excited about that like seeing something else from from that team and the, in that style i was like oh yeah this is great I was and, like, is that Cat May like running along? Like, what's it's the going same on? face, like, right? Yeah. Like, was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm like Night in the Woods is an interesting one. I really liked the first like three fourths of that game uh, a lot. Mm. And well, finding the like you know disembodied parts around the place. Yeah, you know, I was like, I feel like the that was the parts like I think like the actual like. The, before the, the story reveal. didn't get you, you thought it was cool. The the more the story un- unraveled, you're like, oh god. You're like, oh, I actually don't like this as much as I thought I did. <laughs> you know, um, you just like, I like, just wanted to mess around and and be Greg. You but know? I still like that stuff. Greg. Right, like the the slice of life stuff I thought was really good. It was when they tried to tie it into something deeper, where I felt like it kind of fell apart. You know, whereas like something like Oxen Free, I think like did both of those things really well. You know, so. Mm. I'm like a little more excited for like an oxen free two than I am for their next game. But I like tonight in the woods enough that I hope that, you know, what, what is next uh, from them is similarly, you know, of that quality, but maybe sticks the landing a little bit better for me. 
Yeah, I think Night in the Woods for me is a bit special because I, I remember playing it when I was in hospital for a couple of months and it was like, oh, this is like getting me through this period of time and it's this weird story. And I love these characters and Greg's awesome. So I was like, I was having a Greg good time. Greg is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we also got to look at Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean. And that's all of the conversation that that game warrants. I'm going to move on. Uh, so then we got to look at uh, Plucky Squire, right? This is a game we've seen a few times now. Um, like, I think it was originally revealed at a Nintendo event, right? Was no, it this was revealed on the Devolver Showcase last okay. year. Um, and it was the, the reveal for it. So I think we've seen it there and we've seen it on, on a Nintendo presentation. But this was the first time we got like a really good look at more of it and they explain the story and like the framing of it a little bit more right like it's like here's our hero here's his friends and here's the villain you know humgrump which i thought was a great name um yeah and uh this of course is um from uh james turner who was a a former uh art director over at the pokemon company so this is one that's gotten a lot of i think warranted attention it looks great it has a really nice vibe um, I'm very excited for this one. I'm I'm stoked that it is seemingly imminent, right? They said it's coming out this year, so yeah, I'm I'm excited by it. I love the concept of like things coming to life and venturing out into the real world, and and I just I think it's so cool. And the fact that you have to take him down on the pages, but then also in the real world, and then go back to the pages to kind of progress the story, I thought was really cool, and how they yeah. tie in the the 2d and the 3d environments and it's like a cohesive thing i thought was awesome i'm really excited to play this one um switch is not going to be the place i play it that's for sure because it looks gorgeous and i want to play this probably on xbox or ps5 yeah Um, i think you want to play it on a platform that's really going to be able to make the the art style sing you know yeah because it's so good yeah i love it very pleased very pleased to see more of this one yeah that's for sure um so then we got uh teardown i don't even remember this what was this oh my dad was so excited about this he thought it was going to be teardown too because he's been playing teardown on his on his steam deck and i was like no it's probably just the console release because i'm pretty sure it's pc only at the moment basically this is like a voxel game and you just smash everything i remember this one okay yeah it's good yeah it's it's a very good game so it's finally coming to console which is good um, dad's sometimes. a man of taste so I, i'll you know i'll take his word for it uh so then we got towers of uh agabasa is i believe how you say it yeah i don't i it might may not even be that i wrote it down as i was already looking at the final fantasy 16 stuff to be perfectly honest with you okay. it could well be something totally different Fair enough. this, I'm gonna this, this right was now. some like this was like a, ta- a town builder game where you have to like restore the ancient land and you fight monsters and fight resources and do all that stuff I oh buddy i don't good. think this is what it's called at all no, I don't think it is. You got to warn something. me before I just Powers say of things. something. That's the one. I, I meant to change it. I'm really sorry. But yes, <laughs> Powers of Something in the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Uh, okay, it was uh, Og Hasba. It's A G H A S B. So you were see, pretty I was close. So close. I was so close. You were close. Yeah. This game looks interesting to me. Um, the premise seems to be that. At least this was the vibe I got was that your group is like coming back to your ancestral planet from like space and like your terraforming. Maybe maybe you never left all alone. Maybe it's Planet of the Apes. Maybe. Yeah, it could be something like that. But 
Um, and yeah, and that you're like, you just restore. It's like, it's got a, you know, Breath of the Wild influence for sure. You're paragliding around, you're fighting monsters. Yeah, but then there's also this. Like, like um, Monster Hunter or like Horizon vibes as well. Like you're Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but then like you're collecting the monsters and stuff and like you're, you're, you're basically terraforming the planet again and like bringing back the nature and, you know, like building out your town again and everything. And I, I don't know. This one I thought was interesting. Like, I think we've got a lot of this kind of game recently. So like, I'm not necessarily itching for this type of experience anymore, but I did like the look of it and the style of it seems pretty cool. It's like an interesting environment. It's one I want to keep an eye on and see how it develops, you know, whether or not it catches my attention. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. This game exists. This game looks insane. I'm so excited for this game. I know you're not a Final Fantasy guy. Um, I know this is not one that's good. That's going to be a pop for you. you. Could you tell from my comments how much I was really enjoying this trailer? Yeah, you like made a a, a shitty comment about the name of the studio even, you know? Honestly, like, come on. Do you even really need to like reveal that it's made by Creative Business Unit Three? First Just of all, yes, Steve, because Unit. no, this is your thing. I hate when you do this because you're so ignorant about what you're talking about. That is the no, team I'm that not. makes Final Fantasy XIV. That means See, something to really Final Fantasy matter. people. If it's a Nintendo game, I don't need to know it's been Nintendo EAD Three or whatever. They don't ever it's reveal that. Thing. It's a Nintendo game. It's not the same. You could thing. just say by by this director or by this person instead, and give the name of the person. Because then you're only giving credit to that director rather than the entire team, which has a legacy of making Final Fantasy XIV, which is the most popular game in the franchise of the last ten years. I genuinely think the name of a company. Everyone should know it's irrelevant at this point because look at what happened at Bioware. They made a bunch of good games. Everyone that made those games left, and then they made a bunch of crap. That's not true. And now this back. team, though, this is the same team that's currently making the game that is the most successful thing in their portfolio. Fair enough. I Come just on, thought it was man. a stupid name, and if they they should probably give it a good name. Just check your with bias. A good name. It needs a good name. Nintendo EAD is a shit name too. Does that mean name. Mario Odyssey Guess isn't what? good? But they never put made by Nintendo EAD. On their games, do they? They should, by the way. So we, we, the point you're making is that Nintendo doesn't give credit to anybody, so no, neither should Square Enix. No, I just think Square Enix should should either come up with good names for their studios or just call it Square Enix and say it's made just, by Square just Enix. Just check your bias, all right? Enix. You don't care about Final Fantasy. You got an axe to grind. You're being a real poopy pants right now. Fair enough. Yeah, maybe. I you're don't know. I think, I think if, if the game looks remotely interesting, I would have been on board. But the awful British accents, the legacy of crystals, I really just don't care about any of that Dude, stuff. Dude, you are such a hypocrite. You're, like, you just played the fucking bullshit Elden Ring last year, and you that were all about the story. stupid how fingers. Times, how many times did I tell you that story was a load of crap? Stupid fingers and, like, feet and maidenless people and, like, all sorts of weird stuff in that game. I don't give a crap about that story. I'm not playing it for that. Right. Just in the same way I did play Breath of the Wild for the story. Because that was right. crap as well. Are you done? Are you done? You done? Yeah. You done bitching about a game you're never gonna play? Yeah, go for it. Cool. <laughs> so all the people that care about Final Fantasy, right? This game looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Combat looks exceptional from what I've heard. Uh from the people that got to preview it. They just did like a six hour preview um that a bunch of outlets got to talk about. 
The story is apparently pretty engaging. Uh, apparently, it's very cutscene heavy, and that uh, the story definitely has some hot nonsense elements, as Final Fantasy is wont to do. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think just from a like looking at that combat, I'm very excited to get my hands on the sticks for this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see. It, we'll see whether the type of ridiculous it is is like Final Fantasy VII, where it's good ridiculous, or like Kingdom Hearts like one and two, good ridiculous, or is it like Final Fantasy XV, where I'm like, why is this a boy band with magic swords that drives around in a car? <laughs> I don't know what is this, and it's and it's bad nonsense. I right? remember playing the chibi version of that for for loot pots the mobile edition or whatever it was that came yeah. out on switch it was terrible i was like why what is going on that game is that game my my dear friend andy brown once said that that is the most okayest game i've ever fallen in love with <laughs> and that is how i feel about that game i beat that game it is it's a mixed bag but this one looks good and i appreciate that it is uh a push towards more traditional fantasy which is something that like the this series has kind of gotten away from i think recently and something a little more high fantasy and it's also the first m-rated game in the history of the the franchise and apparently that is very uh apparent in the story it's like darker oh, and a little bit more what's it m-rated for heavy. do you know i think it's for violence and uh and then like sexuality oh that's exciting yeah so we'll see obviously you're not going to play this one but i'm, I'm excited no. No, I think this will be on my shirt list for game of the year at the end of the year. Are you you're really playing this in June? Yeah. Absolutely. What else is in June? I thought there was another big game in June. Oh, mm. I'm playing Diablo in June. That's what I'm yeah. playing. I remember. Yeah. I'll play some of that. But uh, we'll see. So then we got uh, Alan Wake 2. Mostly, yeah. it was like more cinematic than not but we did get a good chunk of of gameplay i I think we got enough gameplay to know that it's like you know remedy at their best we've got some some like control vibes in there from like the perspective over the shoulder with the and that looks scary and there's a second playable character right because to my knowledge in the original you only play as alan whereas in this Mm -hmm. one there's also this like the fbi agent yeah yeah this investigator i think they did give her a name i feel like she had a name in the captions, but I just don't remember it. Um, but yeah, she's like an FBI agent who's coming to investigate, you know, the situation that Alan experienced in the first game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've never played the original Alan Wake. It's one of those ones that always was like, oh, I should get around to it. I should get around to they it. They did the remaster great. last year, right? They yeah. could always pick that up and give it a go. I'd like to, I think, if I have the time. This seems interesting. This seems like the kind of horror I could get behind, you know? I don't know. This looked like a lot of jump scares were coming your way. It's yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, So then we got Assassin's Creed Mirage. It's an Assassin's Creed game. It looks good though. It looks like an Assassin's Creed, but it looks it looks good. Is this is the one that's supposed to be the more the normal one, the traditional, traditional, yeah, right, like the old school one, yeah. Yeah, which appeals less to me because I like the new ones. I only got into them with Origins. Yeah. So for me, this is like a return to old old school. It's like going back to play play old Zelda games after you've played Tears of the Kingdom. You just can't do it anymore, you know. Oh my god. Your your opinions infuriate <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just do it to wind you up. It's really I fun. know, I know. And it works every time. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. I, like, every time there's a new Assassin's Creed, I, like, trick myself into thinking I might be interested in it, and then I just no, don't play you're it. Not, you're not interested in it. If you're going to play a stealth game, please, please play Hitman. Please. Yeah. Or Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> oh, good God. If you play that before you play Hitman, I would be very upset. Mm, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, move, moving along, we got to look at uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which was like a uh, you know anime action slasher. I don't know, not didn't catch my attention. Cool. Yeah, Street, Street Fighter Six. You know, again, we've seen enough of this game. Just come out already. It's out yeah. in like two weeks. Like this, it was like downhill from here for me. It was like, oh, yeah, cool. We had Revenant Hill. Now we get some some stuff I don't care about, and then a bunch of VR games. Yeah, and then there was Ultros, which was that. Very colorful Metroidvania esque, like side scroller, did not appeal to me at all. Um, it looked it was very too slow. noisy. Like I couldn't see can't see the difference between like the characters on screen and the backdrop. And it just like, like the the movement was like felt very stilted. And it's like okay, so it was just the point, the visuals, because that's not enough for me. It just I don't, it didn't it didn't do it for me. Um, then we had Tower of Fantasy, which was like another very very like mech you know anime type vibe to it right um i don't know not 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 really grabbing my attention dragon sogma 2 this is another one that like i kind of sat up and paid attention to because dragon sogma is always a game that i felt like maybe i would i would vibe with right i do like a good you know um high fantasy swords and sorcery type experience uh maybe you know maybe maybe this one we'll see yeah, not for me. Definitely not. And then we had like a VR rock block, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, Help Wanted 2, RE4 VR mode. Um, you know, obviously that's all kind of like old news. Uh, Arizona Sunshine 2 was a new one. That is the first game uh, Arizona Sunshine is. It's, it's, it's a zombie VR shoot 'em up. It's not anything, you know, uh, revolutionary, but people really liked the original one. I remember, I remember that getting a lot of buzz, so... I could see this one, you know, connecting as well. Uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad is uh, was a tactical shooter that just looks like so many other tactical shooters that we've seen on VR. It was too many shooters for VR. We had a Resident Evil 4 shooter. We had Arizona Sunshine, a shooter. Crossfire, a shooter. Synapse, a shooter. I'm just like, really? I did think Synapse looked good. Like, I was it like, does, oh, this style does, of we, game, this is know, more yeah. interesting. But, yeah, we've seen it before, and like the style reminds me a bit of like Pistol Whip, which I thought was cool. But sure. even then, it's like I would very much like just something other than shooters, like explore yeah. and like Beat Saber. Can you believe? Oh my god, I could. I, I genuinely can't believe it's finally on PSVR two. I booed at my screen, and I was alone. <laughs> I went boo. Are you kidding me? You're bragging about this? Put this put this on Twitter and be embarrassed that it wasn't there at launch. Yeah, that's it's honestly here. ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And you've like, got to rebuy it, I think. Yeah, you do. And then they had Concord, which is the new game from Firewalk Studios. Um, yeah, I was excited about the style, and then I looked it up, and it's a PvP multiplayer game. And yeah. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yep, same reaction. Like, how many of these have they got coming from their first-party studios? Too many. Uh, then they showed the Grand Turismo a trailer for that, which I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're wasting time on this? This is already out. Like, you can watch this trailer. Yeah, it was weird. It was yeah. like, oh, maybe not enough people had watched it. Awful. So gonna, awful. Gonna go watch Hated that. 
And then they and then they did the rush hardware, and then we got to Spider-Man 2, which was the only thing that I would that of all the stuff that I hoped would be here was literally the only thing that was there. It was like nightmare, nightmare status. Um, so then I, I want to end things on this on the question that you posed here, Steve. Not much first party. What are the following studios working on? And I'd I'd love to speculate a little bit or like remind folks of what we know right so naughty dog we know that they're working on you know they have a team fixing that pc mess that's true uh but they have a team working on factions right to whatever the last of us multiplayer experience is going to be we got a tease of that at summer game fest last year we still haven't seen it um you have to imagine that they also have a team working on whatever their next single player game is, whether that's The Last of Us Part 3 or a new, IP. a new IP on there. Yeah. I don't know that we've had confirmation of that. Oh, I thought I thought they said that they were working on a new IP. I'm sure that... Um, the, you might be right. Uh, yeah, I thought Neil Druckmann dropped it in like a, an interview with GQ or something. Okay. Yeah, could be. Could be. Um, so again, we know that they have multiple projects in active development right and it's like you got to imagine one of those are coming in i thought we were going to see last of us at this if you had asked me to bet on it i would have bet that we would have yeah we see. because because i sent you that thing on twitter on instagram right and it was like a picture of bella ramsey that had been photographed with the hashtag yeah. psvr hashtag and i was like oh weird why is that like hashtag for psvr i thought for sure we were going to see something. something vr from naughty dog and yeah. last of us or or again i look at factions right because like, you gotta like when is that coming already I think that's that's the the thing the same for G three, Jeff's event. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Which is, I honestly, I think a mistake because this event had needed it. It needed more heat, and it had nothing. Um, yeah, similarly, like right? But you know, they sandwiched it weird, right? Like usually they start with like a hot announcement and end uh-huh. with a hot announcement. And the hot thing was Spider Man, but I just don't think Jade Raymond's project was was hot enough to, no, to I open think they, the show with. I think they should have opened with Spider-Man because it's a known quantity and we would have been like, fuck, all right, off to the races. And then it would have disappointed us throughout the entirety of the middle of it. And then it would have been the end and hopefully that would have been something cool. Right? You know what? I think you could have ended it with the hardware and been like, and we've got some new hardware coming this year. Here's a brand new handheld coming from PlayStation. It's going to be able yeah. to stream games from this. It's called this and it costs this. Isn't that exciting? But yeah. no, it was like a really weird really weird bit with jim ryan really weird uh sony santa monica right obviously they just shipped god of war ragnarok so i wouldn't like expect anything from them imminently but we do know that Corey barlog you know obviously he didn't direct ragnarok and he's been leading a team on a new project and a new ip and everybody thinks it's in space because of some stuff that he's tweeted about it and you know some hints that he's kind of um you know put out for fans over on his social media. So it's like, that's another thing where I was kind of hoping we would maybe get a name, yeah. a, a logo, you know? I, like, I, 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 don't, I didn't we need were footage. Get... I would have been happy with new game from Corey Barlog, confirmation, and it's it's coming, you know, 2026, 20, just, you know, we'll talk have, about it next Have him year. come on screen, you know? Like, that's something that both Nintendo and Microsoft have been doing a lot more of recently, showing some of the developers. And I feel like it would have been Sony great used to be great to, at that. They used to be a we... company that had faces, right? You had Shuhei Yoshida, you had, you know, um, uh, Geo Corsi, right? Like you had these these people that would come out and evangelize, and you'd hear from the studios, and it's like you just don't get that anymore. You hear from Jim Ryan, right? Who is yeah. just so unlikable. Nobody likes Jim <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's a... Gorilla, right? Again, they just shipped 
Horizons well, DLC. I actually so I thought we were going to get some more, DLC but... from from God of War. I was surprised we didn't get it. And then you know, I'm I, I really original I didn't expect, have DLC but... though. I wasn't necessarily expecting it, mm. but I could kind of see it though. Or it, I, 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 it wasn't wasn't it, it was set up for some DLC, or did it was it come to a nice end? It, it it comes to a nice end, and I think the only way you could do it would be to explore a continuing storyline for one of the characters and i feel like they want to give it some breathing room and walk away from it for a little while which i respect you know because it yeah. feels it has a sense of finality you know um there are stories that branch off of it but it's like unless you were going to go and do like a um you know uncharted uh what is it the spin-off one oh lost legacy lost legacy if you're going to do something like that where it was like more of a full game i could see that working but i don't i don't obviously that you know I don't think they're there. I think the next thing we're going to see from them is going to be Corey's next game. And then yeah. maybe, you know, maybe, maybe God of War comes back in another, you know, next console generation, right? Like, and you, you let it rest for a little while. I don't, I don't know. Like, it feels weird to just leave that resting. Like, it was such a big hit for them. Kind of yeah, but I mean, I don't think the studio wants to make another one right now. They said that the reason that they did the it as a duology was because the alternative would be to work on the same story for like 15 years. Right. It's like, yeah, I think that that's like, that's not, you want to be taking creative risks and like God of war was a creative risk. Ragnarok was the satisfying conclusion and follow-up to that. I, you know, do something else, stretch your legs, come back to God of war later. You know, um, I wouldn't mind letting it rest for five, six years. And then, then when it comes back on the PS six, you're like, let's go, you know, in the way that like Uncharted is resting right now. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's going to come back at some point, but I don't think it's going to be a Naughty Dog game. I wonder if that's not Bluepoint. I could see it you have that on Bend. It could be Bend, but I don't think they, so they because Bend is the... supposed to be working on a new IP. Oh yeah, fair enough. But Bend worked on the Uncharted Golden Abyss on PS Vita, so they've Bend. got some kind of history with the Uncharted. I um, franchise. I personally think they would not want to make it because I think that game is like very much the redheaded stepchild of that franchise. Like it was the only one that wasn't in the Uncharted collection. It is barely referenced in Uncharted Four. It is like it like Sony barely acknowledges its existence. So like Bend was like kind of like the studio that was known for its own IP and its own identity. They had to come in and be like second fiddle to Naughty Dog. And then that game's just been like lost to the annals of time, right? It's like, I don't think you want that. You want to come, like, they want to be a studio that produces something, you know, that is on the caliber of Naughty Dog, of Insanta Monica, of Insomniac, of Sucker Punch. They want to be one of those studios. And I think that's what Sony wants them to be. Whereas, like, Blue Point, we know that they're working on something new, but it's not a new IP necessarily it's it's an it's original project i could see them doing like spoilers for uncharted 4 i'm giving you the out spoilers for uncharted 4 i could see them doing a, a uncharted game that stars cassie you know and it yeah is like, i mean that would be quite nice i mean doing a new trilogy if... new new set of characters maybe you bring back somebody like sam or or chloe or something like that in the sully role so there is a connection to the old stuff but yeah, I don't necessarily think there even needs to be that connection to the old stuff. I'd be happy if they moved on, you know. I feel like Uncharted proved that it could live on without really a connection to, to Nathan Drake. And I think we can kind of... Eh, I think you can, can make it, the vibe. Because Lost Legacy is characters we already knew and liked. 
right? Yes, Chloe, characters we Chloe knew. was a was a lead character in two games at that point. I don't think anyone liked Nadine. No, not really. But like, I actually liked her more after I played Lost <laughs> I, Legacy. I liked her having Lost Legacy. She was I mean, a villain, she, though, right? She, so she, she had a ran face an army. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, I think that's the thing, right? Is like, I don't think I, I think you're right. I don't think it needs a connection to the original cast, but I think, I think it would be good to have a sense of legacy, whether yeah. or not. I don't think you want to drown it in that. You don't want it to be too much, which is why I would think you wouldn't have Nate in the game or you wouldn't have Elena in the game. Or if you do, it's really like it's a cameo at the beginning or at the end, right? And if you were going to bring a character back to be that kind of like older mentor figure, I think you do it with a character like Sam or Chloe or Nadine or, you know, or maybe you bring back Cutter from from two or whatever right like one of the was somebody that they know that we know and is like oh cool like they're here but like they're the supporting character now right you know that's yeah. i think that, that that could be neat um yeah, i'd like I to actually, see blue point do that honestly i can i could easily see blue point doing um bloodborne and bringing that up and refreshing that for ps5 in the same but way they're, they did they're for supposed Demon's to be working on a, a not a port is the thing, right? I thought they've confirmed that they're making something that's not a new IP, but it's a new game, I think is... I mean, that could be Bloodborne 2, couldn't it? It could be. That, I think, is real. That is more realistic, I think. Or, or like, another Demon Souls? I mean, that's something else in that franchise. You know, they just did Demon Souls for PS5. Why yeah. not make a sequel to that on but PS5? they did the original content for that. So the idea of them making, like, a From Software-style game in that series... Maybe not Demon Souls, because like there's the name, you know, mm -hmm. like just you lean into Bloodborne, because that's that's the PlayStation. It's like seeing as PlayStations, yeah. Yeah. Even though Demon Souls was an exclusive and you know, whatever, but you know what I mean? I feel like Bloodborne is like It's theirs. It's owned by them. It's it's published by Sony. It's yeah. Um so with Gorilla, right, we know that they're working on Horizon 3. We know that they have a multiple other games as well. I was kind of surprised to not get any mention of, like, I would have loved to have been like, oh, yeah, the Horizon multiplayer game's coming. Like, that would have been, I think that could have been a cool thing. I could have even seen more VR stuff. Like, are we going to do some DLC for Call of the Mountain? Like, we're going to expand that. Or here's a new mode for it. Here's something, you know? Yeah. So then uh, Nixie's. Right, I'm trying to think of what that they're the PC port. They're just the has. PC port. So, so I mean, like, like, what are they bringing over to PC next? Is what uh, what I'm curious about. And why did they not work on the Last of Us? Um, and what are they working on instead of the Last of Us? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Ratchet and Clank. That that would make they've sense. Worked on, they've worked on two Insomniac games now, Spider Man mm, and Miles Morales. I don't think it's that. I think it's Ghost of Tsushima. You gotta get. You think so? You gotta get Ghost of Tsushima on PC. I think I think it's Ratchet and Clank. I could easily see it because I would. You gotta imagine those engines are pretty similar if they're both coming from Insomniac. Spider Man and and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Maybe, but I. That game is newer than Ghost, and Ghost is hot, and they're trying to put that IP over. So I see, I think Ghost comes next. Yeah. Possibly, I also selfishly want Ghost on the Steam Deck. But that so. could be done by like Iron Galaxy. Doesn't necessarily have to be done by Nixies. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Could be. But I, I'd be happy with that. I would. Um, House Mark. 
I feel like Housemark is going to come up with a new IP. They don't do sequels, really. That's like not their thing. Oh, you thing. don't think they're just going to do Returnal 2? I could easily see them doing Returnal I think 2. if you told me they were going to make Returnal 2, I'd be like, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah, if and you, they should if... call it Return to Returnal. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if, but if, if they come out, I would be more surprised with them coming out with a Returnal 2 than a, just a new IP that's in that same vein. Because that's yeah. their whole vibe. That's what they do. They come, Here's the next one. You know? You know what we do? We do the arcade thing. And it's like, all right, yeah, like keep keep on doing it. You know, they they deliver just just quality. You know, now that like they've got bigger budgets, they've got that backing of PlayStation. Go make some mm-hmm. crazy shit, you know? Sucker Punch, obviously they're making Ghost of Tsushima 2 and, and Ghost of Tsushima Legends 2, right? That's what they're doing. That's their two teams. That's it. They're locked up. Um, that's another one where like I don't think that game's imminent. How hard would it have been to show a logo? How hard would it have been to have a cinematic? I know it's weird because I, I, I but I don't know. I wonder if if PlayStation is kind of reacting to criticism that Xbox has had, where it was like we've seen all these logos, we know all of these projects, we know what they're working on. We spoke about this last week, but where is it? When's it coming? When are we going to see footage? Sony, but I, they don't have that problem though, right? Like they rarely overshow games, you know. Like I, I, and not never, right? You can, I'm sure people are going to come throw, you know. Uh, Beat Saber, like, I've seen it before millions of times. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Death Stranding, right? Which had like millions of trailers. They shoved that in our faces a million times. That's a Kojima thing. You let Kojima do what he wants to do, though, right? Like Horizon, yeah. we didn't see Horizon that much before it came out. It was like, here's the idea with a cinematic. Here we have some gameplay. You know, like it, it, it felt good. God of War, it came out in a good time frame. Ragnarok came out in a good time frame. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, like, you know, uh, with Spider-Man 2, right? We only got a logo before now. This was our first real look at it. If we saw just... the two of them, right? We saw like we saw that the Venom reveal. We yeah, had that, but that, that was video. a cinematic, right? Yeah. There wasn't gameplay. So it's like, yeah. how hard would it have been to do that? You know, just be like, go Shima 2. The same two. way they did the Wolverine reveal, right? Yeah, just give, me a, just give me a little something. And I would take less than the Wolverine reveal if they just are like all hands on deck and you don't want to like be like, make a trailer for this. I get that. I think what they could have done is if you think that it's coming to PC, you do Ghost of Tsushima coming to PC on this day, and also Ghost of Tsushima 2 in development for PS5. That would have been hype. I would have been very excited if that had been included, right? And if that was the end, Spider-Man kicks it off, and then the end is, oh, the classic, modern classic Ghost of Tsushima coming to Steam, you know, this summer, right? It's coming in August. Great. Awesome. You know? Like, granted, you'd probably have that concern. Oh, is it going to run? Whatever. But if it was Nixies, <laughs> I wouldn't be worried. If it's Nixies, I'm not worried at all. Team Asobi. Astrobot. They must be I working know, on an Astrobot game. I really game. wanted it. Like, but I, I really thought we were going to get it as well. Because VR2 came out this year. I thought, you know, it was ripe for a, another Astrobot game. What's up with game. that, though? Do you think that they're going to be making Astrobot Rescue Mission 2 where it is a pure VR game? Or is it going to be... A more traditional platformer like the demo for the PS5. And I, I think that's it to be that. I do too, and that would have a bigger audience. Yeah, but I don't know what the mascot for the for the VR2 is at this point. Astrobot was the mascot for the PlayStation. But it's like, do you VR. want to saddle Astrobot, who's the character and an IP that could be more to VR just because VR needs something? No, not necessarily. You but know, I, think I don't know. You could also get another team to do it and be you like, we're games. working on this big game and this is like a small game. Or you have a VR mode in the same way that RE4 is getting a VR yeah. mode. 
Like you can yeah. play that game either in VR or you can play it in just like on your screen. A lot of work, but that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And then last up is Media Molecule, right? I mean, like we know that Dreams is ending. I don't imagine that whatever is next from them is any anytime soon. I think no. I think what is next from them will be a more traditional game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did something smaller next rather than like something because they had um what was it Tearaway? I think was yeah, the name of the game. I really yeah. liked that. It was very innovative. It was like a cool indie thing that they did in between Little Big Planet and Dreams. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Well, they did kind Little of Big like... Planet on the Vita as well like, yeah. at the same time. Um, they were like I pumping out stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that as kind of a slump buster. I also wouldn't be surprised if they brought Little Big Planet back. Little Big Planet was a huge IP for Sony for a long time, and it's been away for a long time. We had the new Little Big Planet launch title on PSO Sackboy, right? That was Sackboy's I... Big Adventure, though. Yeah. That's not... That's more of like a Mario World style, you know, uh, Mario 3D World um, style platformer versus like, you know, the the creative sweep of yeah. Little Big Planet and everything, right? I don't know. I kind of feel like I could easily see Media Molecule closing at this point. I think so too, but I think they'll get one more at bat, which is why I think the things that they do next will be traditional and safe. You know, yeah. I think they want to keep Media Molecule around as like their weird. You know, they make they make more family friendly stuff. They make cutesy stuff. It's not the big, you know, third person action like it it brings a diversity to the portfolio that is more mainstream than like uh, the team that they just closed down the concrete genie team. Right. Which is like that's a more niche indie darling type studio. And I get PlayStation being like, we're not in the business of doing that. We make blockbusters. Little Big Planet was a blockbuster. Right. There are multiple little big planets that were blockbusters. So the idea that Media Molecule, uh, if they were kind of like, hey, just make a game, right? Not a a platform, not a tool, like not something that is hard to sell. Make us a game that we can sell. I think Media Molecule Media Molecule is is capable of that, of making something um that does have that spark and that ability to connect with a broader audience and be something that is, you know, like a live service type experience that they want that does tap into that Minecraft, Roblox, whatever type creativity experience, but that is a more traditional video game in like a capital VG video game way in the way that like you could never do the creative stuff with Little Big Planet and you just still have like a good platforming experience. That that was you know, the game, right? Whereas, yeah, but that's the same as like Mario Maker, right? Super Mario Maker 2 had the built-in levels and you can go and yeah. play it as like, this is a 2D Mario game. Or you could go and download other people's levels if you wanted sure. to. or you could, And you could like modify them. Or you could just create your own. And I feel like, you know, Sony could, could do with something like that. I think m- maybe Dreams was just not marketed well. It was maybe a little it bit wasn't. too too much for people. And I think it was it was too unrestrictive. It was like you can make anything, like, but it's like, why would I make a whole video game inside another video game where I can't export People it or do share that in it? Roblox, though. That's the You're thing. right, but Roblox is is not limited by yeah. the PlayStation platform, right? And and it's it's different. It's it's not as controlled. It's you know like Dreams had all these like copyright. Like anytime someone made a cool copyright thing, it would get taken down. Roblox gets around that in a lot of ways, like. It's such a different beast, you know what I mean? And like Sony yeah. didn't support it the way it needed to to make it a thing. Whereas like Little Big Planet, I think it was 
easier to be like, if you just want to buy a little big planet and play it and you, that's the whole experience you have with it. That's satisfying. And that if you are somebody who wants to create and do that stuff, there's incentive for you to do so, you know? And I think that's the balance you need to find for those games to really be successful is like, it's got to be just as fun for me as somebody who just wants to play as it is for the person who just wants to create. God, I can, I can still never, ever believe how much Roblox is worth. Every time I look at it, I'm just like, this is mental. It's worth $25 billion. That's insane. I wonder how long that lasts. Obviously, it's, it's like it's the almost legal the same as stuff is getting interesting there. Well, yeah, them they're like apparently they just had a, a huge influx over the last um, two weeks because they reported really strong user engagement and stuff. Damn, it's a beast. I mean, it's not difficult beast. to make kids hooked on on your stuff, is it? You know, and mm. like get them locked into your, your platform. Yeah, like. You're right about the whole get them young thing, but it's like, it's got to be good, right? The experience yeah. has got to be there. Um, and I, clearly yeah, it is. That, that, those people making games documentaries were uh, were pretty eye-opening. I would recommend anyone listening yeah. who wants to, to look into Roblox's uh, business, go, go watch those. Very, very enlightening <laughs> in some, in many ways. Go check it out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think overall, disappointing. You know, if, if I had to rate this one, I think I'd give it a, a C minus. Um, yeah, I was, gonna, I was thinking C. But then I'm excited about some, some of the third party games like Plucky Squires and Talos Principle 2. And... I think my thing with it is like, if I'm just judging the Spider Man segment, it's a five out of five. Everything yeah. else, I was like, I, I don't know. Most of this Maybe. was not for me. And even and again, even for me as somebody who just likes presentations like this, I can get excited about the presentation of a game I don't like or I'm not interested in if it's done well. I don't even think it had that. There's so many games here where I'm like, oh, like, I mean, even if this isn't for me, like, this is just a bad way to show this off. Yeah, it felt like there was a lot of padding, right? Like, oh, we yeah. need to hit this time slot, so we're going to make make it this. But I feel like you could have been like, no, we're going to cut that. We're going to cut that. We're going to cut that. And we'll kind of come back to these in maybe a um, state of play instead. Some of these smaller titles. The, the fact that not even half of the announcements were from the first party makes this a bad showcase, like on its face. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, when you list the number of studios that they've got and the number that are completely missing and we have no idea what they're working on, and there's no announcements from them. It's crazy because these showcases were always like, this is the reason to buy PlayStation. This is the reason you get excited because we have all of these games from all of these like, blockbuster studios yeah. that you know and you love. can only play and, on our platform yeah and, that's and, the and thing that, is like i and i feel like that used to that used to hit that used to mean something and it was always like even if you weren't a playstation person a lot of times you'd have to like give it to them that they had the best presentations because they had the bangers you know and and they knew how to have the pacing right and it's like to take it back to your you know your dad's comment at the top of the episode it feels like a major step back that they just like they don't have it anymore when it comes to like presenting this shit in a way that hits the way that it used to, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's only been two years since they had one that was good, right? The Wolverine one we were just talking about, that was one I look back on fondly, but even so it, it's not, it's not 2016, right? Where they announced horizon, God of war, you know, uh, 
Uh, I think that was when we maybe saw Days Gone or Death Stranding. It was like a lot of the games that went, uh, Last of Us Part Two. I think was the first time there. A lot of the games that defined the PlayStation 4, we got one showcase for the first time. Or we got looks at all those things, right? Not having that for me right now, like not having the narrative ahead of me of what is the next phase of PS5, when that was supposed to be the promise of the showcase, hugely disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you. Like, even even some of the first party games, right? It's like they've come, like, some of them. It seems like are coming day and date to PC, based on the way they announce them, and it's kind of crazy that that's the case. You know, fair games very much seem like it's coming to PS5 and PC at the same time as a multiplayer game, and that would make sense. But which is like, yeah, um, that's probably the right move, but. It doesn't, to your point earlier, it's not, not exactly inspiring you to turn on your PS5. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. And like, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. I very much am. I'm sure that I will sink a ton of time in it. I think probably... Well, that and Final Fantasy, right? you got two sure. big games coming for your PS5 this year. but Two. Yeah. I would say two of probably my top five games of the year will be PlayStation exclusive. So they, you you can't take that away from them. But also... Like y'all used to just know how to ma- how to manufacture hype, and it sucks that I went into this expecting I I went into this very confident that this was gonna be a banger, right? And I I try not to do that going into these showcases. I try to go in with measured expectations, and I was very confident that that was not necessary. That they would have it. That they would deliver. That it would be Spider Man and you know, mentions of all those games we just talked about that we know are in development. But I also wanted to see the stuff we don't know. I wanted to get hype for what comes next. I wanted to have a reveal that gave me that sense of like, damn, this game is four or five years away, but oh my God, I can't wait for it. It's the next Horizon. It's the next God of War. It's the next Uncharted. And we just still don't have that. We don't even have a whiff of that. And I'm, I'm confident it'll come, God damn, give me something to talk about. Give me something to chew on. Yeah, I think we literally know nothing outside of this year that First Party is releasing. That seems nuts. Right? Because even even before now, we had Spider-Man to look forward to. We know Wolverine's coming. That's it, though, yeah. right? Yeah, but that's that got no definitive day, but we got no clue when, they, when they're coming. Like, it's not like, oh, in 2024, I know this is coming. You know, there's like no kind of window of anything that we we know is coming next year. So they must they they're gonna have to reveal something at some point. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Is like I, I guess I guess the reality is that right now they don't need to. Because as we just said, the PlayStation 5 is breaking records. They have two very hot, highly anticipated exclusives coming this year. What do they have to prove? The answer is nothing. And that's why we got the showcase that we just got right now. But that sucks because that is my least favorite Sony is when they rest on their laurels and they're confident that they're in first, they don't need to impress. No, man, like, don't do that. Like, you're if you're ahead, ground their face into the dirt, you know? And I get it. They don't want to do that because they want to look weak and they want to stop the competition, but I think they know that's not going to happen. I think they know that that deal is going to go through, and it sucks to me that, like, it just feels like they're not willing to gas us up, and I want to get gassed up. I want to have that feeling of, oh, why should I buy a PS5? Are you kidding me? This is out. This is coming. This is coming. This, you know, that's the energy that we should have coming out of this. And to be like, that was mid. 
or it was lower than mid. That's a bummer. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. All right, man. Still, well, point, points on the board for me. So points on the board for you. In terms, and... in terms of that, it's an S rank for me because because marathons here, and I'm never going to play it. But I've got points on the board. <laughs> but you got points on the board. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe the trophy makes its way across the pond. I will say, take it back to last week's show. This makes this makes a very interesting tee up for Microsoft Showcase because they can't just talk. But the fact that Sony didn't, if they want to come out and gas us up. We'll be ready to eat that shit right up. Oh, so yeah. they got to yeah. be pretty pleased about that. Well, we know how many games are in development over at the Xbox camp. It's like we've they've already told us. They only need to show us some of it now, right? Let's see Contraband. Let's see that Indiana Jones game. Let's see some more of Hellblade. Avowed. Avowed. Outer Worlds 2. Like, there's so That's much they can show soon, us. right? Outer Worlds 2 has been in development for years I now. I kind of feel like they're pausing that for Starfield. Like I, I feel like Starfield's ah, out of the way. Outer World Two comes. You're right. Maybe next year mm-hmm. for that one. But either way, there's stuff. There's stuff coming, and I wanna. I just want to be excited about what comes next. And I, I, what we have now is so great. Don't get me wrong. Tears of the Kingdom is out. We're having a great time. It's been a good year for games. It's gonna be a great year for games. But I feel like all of them are just being so tight-lipped about what comes next and i just yeah, want like, that I horizon it. i understand it from nintendo right they're coming toward the end of their life cycle on this console they don't really have much else so i i get it there i don't get it with playstation i really don't they should be and ramping maybe, up and maybe we're going to get another one of these showcases later this year and this was the one that was delayed from last year and it would kind of make a little bit more sense then that we would have got spider-man um, gameplay last year where we would have been a bit more excited about it and you know the project Q not having a release date would have made more sense and all of that yeah. stuff right so I could, could see that but uh, I don't know it's kind of crazy yeah I mean I don't know maybe they don't take a year off next year and we get another one next year and then like that's the one right where we start setting up some of these dominoes of like what's next because they'll yeah. be more imminent and it won't be like hey this game's coming out in 2026 right and it's like oh that's kind of a long time I feel like we knew in 2016 like a bit of a an avenue well we definitely did right of a, of a route that they they kind of had from the outline yeah but they were going to show on ps4 right like um, whereas we're now three years into the the ps5 and it's i don't feel like we know really what's what's on the horizon yeah let me see so like looking at the the recap from their 2016 showcase yeah this was the one where they revealed they revealed God of War. They revealed Spider-Man. They revealed um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Detroit Become Human. The Last Guardian. Wow. Um, Batman Arkham VR. You know, this was there was a lot. Uh, the Crash Bandicoot remaster, I think, was this year as well. Um, so it's like, yeah, yeah, Crash Crash Bandicoot remaster was that year as well. Um. Prey got looked at that year. Like I said, Days Gone already. I think that was on there. Gravity Rush mm-hmm. Two, Gran Turismo Sport, Rigs, which was another one of their PSVR titles. Like it was a lot of stuff. Resident Evil Seven. Uh, you know, I, I, this is not. This was not that. No, you know? no, and, not at all. 
it's not fair to judge everyone by the best that they've ever had, arguably, but like, uh, it would, I just feel like it would have been so cool for them to come out and be like, PlayStation 5, you can get it in stores now, like it's selling like crazy, we're on top of the world, and here's what the next five years of PlayStation 5 get look like, get hype. You know, like that's, mm-hmm. I wanted them to come out throwing haymakers at Xbox. Like we're like, we're here and we're going to, we're busting it up. And it's just like, it feels like they're just like, oh, no, we're good. We're in first. We're comfortable. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's lame. That's loser energy. Don't do that. You know, stay ahead, be ahead. And they did not bring it. Who knows? You know, maybe Gran Turismo movie will knock it out of the park and Spider-Man 2 will be a real success and then we'll get to see what's next. But yeah, for now, like um, like I said, no reason for me to turn on my PS5 again. Yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate. I'll tell you how uh, Final Fantasy shakes out. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so get someone y'all... else on to talk about that because I will not be able to not laugh about the, yeah, the well... Chronicles of Crystals or whatever the fuck it was. I'll say this, if you've stuck around this long, Right, you're you're this deep in the episode. I'm gonna give you just a little clue. Maybe we got something cooking in that department. Who's to say? Who's to say? Maybe there's some some rumblings going on here on our side of the fence. So you get excited for that. Anyway, thank you all for joining us here for another episode of the Flip Screen Games Podcast. We appreciate you sticking it out for an extra long one with us so that we could sift through the black box wreckage of this PlayStation Showcase. It is officially the Summer Games best season gang this was the kickoff you know it didn't live up to what i was hoping for but we got some good ones ahead you know obviously steve and i are going to be here covering it all for you so make sure you keep it tuned uh, and thank you guys for joining us here for this one if you want to write in with your thoughts on the showcase or the stuff that you're looking forward to during jeff's summer game fest the xbox showcase the starfield showcase revolver digital ubisoft what well, all of them whatever's coming up that you're hyped about we want to hear about it right in for next week's show and let us know because guess what? It's that time of year, baby. It's it's uh, G three. We'll call it. it's the G three season. Yeah, I like that. So get hype, all right? Because hopefully, hopefully, somebody else will show up where PlayStation has failed us, all right? And we'll have something to look forward to. But uh, either way, you keep it tuned here, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it with you. We'll conversate with you if you want to keep the conversation rolling between now and the next episode of the show. Remember, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to our email address, our Discord, our Patreon, however you want to get involved, get in touch, or show you support. We appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the show. And of course, we'll see you next week for another episode of the Flipscreen Games Podcast. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. He's been Steve. Fuck. We'll see you next week. I really want someone to do a super cut of He's Been Steve, and it's always wrong. It's just me pointing the wrong way. Oh, boy. Oh, we'll see you next week, babies.